It's time to jump from the past to the present. Join your hosts, Alan Price and Chris Vint, as they power up and analyze games from today in ORS Reviews. Now it's over to the reviewers exclusively on PopCultureNetwork.com. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 5 of ORS Reviews. I am Alan Price and alongside me, as always, is... Hi, I'm Christian Ty. Uh, he's waving towards the microphone if you don't already realise. Sadly we do not film this show, it may be something for the future, um, because we tend to do quite a lot of that, as in waving or moving our hands about and gesturing, not bad gestures, but facial expressions and stuff. Yes, Chris... Thank you for uh, doing that gesture, which I said we don't do. Hi. I won't tell you what it was. But nonetheless, yes, here we are with another episode of ORS Reviews. Like we said, there's going to be quite a few of these in the run-up to Christmas time, simply because there are tons and tons of fantastic games coming out. Yes, and sometimes you might find, oh, but oh, Chris, your reviewing games have been out like for a while. Yes, but you got to understand that... We do work, so sometimes, you know, like it takes us a while to get through the game, or it's just a case of, you know, we wait for the media circus to kind of die down, and then we'll just pitch in with what we think of it, and what we think of certain games. We're not going to review, like, WWE Smackdown vs. Raw 2011, you know, but we may preview games that are coming out, which is exactly. something we're going to be doing towards the end of the show. Exactly. So, what are we reviewing in this episode? Well... Normally, in most of our episodes, we talk about two games. Last episode, we talked about two games and kind of gave you, you know, our quick thoughts about a third. Um, this one is more going to be dedicated to one game, and then we're going to talk about, you know, things in the run up to Christmas at the end. But what game, you ask, is valid and worth having an episode? to its own effectively well it is the recently released Batman Arkham City Batman yes Batman I say so yes Batman Arkham City available on Xbox 360 PlayStation 3 PC and supposedly sometime in 2012 the Wii U sadly that'll be a wee bit behind schedule, don't you think? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But yes, where shall we begin with Batman Arkham City? Obviously, Batman has such a rich history. If you listen back many, many episodes of Operation Retro, just go back in your iTunes feed and you will see it there. It was actually last year's Halloween special with Lawrence Case. We covered every Batman movie, the old ones, the new ones, etc., etc. So it has a rich history and uh, this obviously follows up from the again critically acclaimed uh, Arkham Asylum but I think the first thing we have to say about this game in comparison to Arkham City is it's quite different. Especially the opening because the very opening you don't start as Batman Mm -hmm. you start as the downloaded code that you have to put in yeah. Um, now this is obviously uh, a big uh, point over in America where 
uh, GameStop were told that they wouldn't have enough stock of these codes in and actually got more in to give to people. Yeah. Um, basically what it is is before you even start the game you have to enter your code very much like the likes of FIFA or Madden you know or Battlefield. Your if, online code. Yeah your online pass. So you need to put this in to get Catwoman um, and that's what you start the game as. Um, obviously Catwoman is a lot different than Batman due to the fact that she has a whip and she's a lot more agile, agile yeah. than Batman would be so as soon as you get into it and you know, you see the cutscene and stuff and then Batman coming to her rescue and things like that but um, it's a good starting point um, a lot of people as I've said were a bit outraged with that mm-hmm. um, you had to then purchase that code if you were buying a pre-owned copy so yeah. beware of that if you are buying a pre-owned copy that is, that is it's kind of you would say one of its minor niggles is that fact is when you come to the likes of the games, the EA games, be it a Battlefield, be it a NFL Madden game, you know you can play the game offline and you don't need to go online. You don't need to buy the online code if you don't want to go online. Whereas with this game, your first level is Catwoman, so your hands are kind of tied. And I, I would like to think this wasn't their plan. I think what a lot of the, the reason why they do this is obviously piracy is a big issue with video games more now than ever more now than ever you know whether you have the likes of say a um a r4 card for your ds or whether you have your xbox flash so you read games off the hard drive this is the way they combat that so if you're going to play this you need to have the download content so even though you have a pirated version they are still getting some money from you um and that kind of thing i think that's the main reason behind it um Pop with the likes of this here to get a main character, it's a bit off, but regardless, to say it doesn't really detract anything from the game. If you're playing the game new, you'll have the code in there anyway. Exactly, and um, to be fair, let's just say the characters are such a fantastic part of this game. The voice acting is again is absolutely top notch. Some of the characters you have in this game you will all be very, very familiar with if you're a Batman fan. As we've mentioned, you have, obviously, surprisingly enough, Batman, you have Catwoman, you have Harvey Dent, Two-Face, you have Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. The Penguin, and you have so many more, especially a certain Mark Hamill as the Joker. For the last time. For supposedly the last time. Believe it or not, there was thoughts he has stopped, there's been thoughts he isn't stopping, but time will tell in that aspect, to be quite honest. It would be a sad day if it was to be his last outing as the Joker. He did say on Twitter, thank you all very much for the lovely Joker comments, Um, it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So fingers crossed, you know, you hear it in the wrestling business, oh I'm retired, that's it, I'm done. Obviously, it would be a lot easier to come back into voice acting than, sorry, you know, so like wrestling. So we can all keep our fingers crossed and hope that we can see Mark Hamill back as the Joker, be it in, you know, the next game in this, you know, Arkham, you know, series. You could Arkham say Mark. Arkham Mark. Yeah, that sounds good enough to me. Or you know, be it another TV series or a TV movie or you know a DVD movie or something like that. Um, but definitely, you know, not to spoil any of the story or anything, but just some of the things that the Joker comes out with are absolutely fantastic. Like, you'll randomly get 
a phone call from at some point in the game and he'll be set. Get the Riddler trophies. Uh-huh, the Riddler trophies as well um, are another thing, but like, Joker will contact you on the phone and say, you know, oh, Bats, I don't really want you to die because, like, you know, what would, it, would the world be like if I didn't have you or you didn't have me? It wouldn't be quite right. We need each other and stuff like that. And it's really, really cool. So, But there's times as well, you know, there's an achievement where you, if you actually answer the phone to him, but there's also a case of if, say, you're in the middle of something, it'll just send it straight to the answer phone and it'll say, yeah. you have an answer phone message from Joker. And it's like, you know, he's like, um, Bats, you, can't, you aren't answering my call. And he'll, and he'll say something like, uh, based around something you've maybe just done, for example. Like, he'll, you know, there's like, there's a certain thing in this called Tiger, and they usually are like the guys who have the guns and all that sort of thing. And he'll say, um, you know, oh yeah, yeah, my guys, yeah, they have those guns. And then about, it'll go beep, and then it'll go, uh, Bats, um, oh right, um, I realized something, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, uh, ignore my last message. Those guys, the guys don't have the guns yet. So, yeah, okay, uh, bye. You know, sort of those cool, crazy things that you could see Joker come up with. It really is good fun. And Mark Hamill is just absolutely amazing as his character, which is no surprise considering he's played him in numerous different things, be it TV, be it the games, for so, so many years it will be a shame if this is his last outing um but not to solely focus on joker obviously we have penguin who is uh, looks like he's got a glass bottle shoved in his eye yes they explain this in story saying there was an unfortunate accident apparently that uh, this this end of a you know bottle got stabbed into his eye but it is of course a play on him like having a monocle basically yeah. um but he is voiced by the fantastic uh, Nolan North who again if you've been listening to our previous episodes you will know as the voice of Nathan Drake in the Uncharted series and it's such a different you know you know such a difference in voices um, Nathan Drake is kind of more his natural sort of voice whereas Penguin is this really sort of he has such a vicious tone to his voice yeah um for a character that's meant to be absolutely tiny, I think it's, it says it's about four foot seven or something in this game. So you know, Ray Mysterio height basically. Um, he has, has better knees than Ray Mysterio. He might have better knees than Ray Mysterio, um, but he has such a powerful voice, and the character is very, very good. Um, one character, and obviously Chris hasn't fully completed the game. Um, I've completed the main story and are doing side missions. But one character that is kind of. He's there at the beginning and then he just disappears for so, so long is Two-Face. Yeah. Two-Face is involved in your first mission and then he just vanishes. There, You don't see Two-Face again until after you've completed the main game in another episode with Catwoman. So he's kind of... He kind of wasn't in this a lot. But Freeze is a pretty big character in this, surprisingly. Um, and you have the whole thing involved there with you know, his wife's cryogenically frozen and things like that. And you kind of see two sides to freeze. So you do, you know, you see kind of the I hate you Batman, but then, like, you know, he kind of sees a wee bit of error of his ways and kind of wants to help at points. But we won't go much further than that. We'll move away from the characters and I think go to gameplay. Yeah, well, obviously, obviously you've got the gameplay. You've got, um, before we actually get into that, 
Obviously Batman wouldn't be Batman without his utility belt, so you have different um, things which you can access on the D-pad. You have the Batarang, the remote controlled Batarang, you have the explosive gel, you have the electronic shock thing, you know, to, if something's like a lift door is closed, you can move it up and slide under it. Mm -hmm. um, you have various other things like that as well, um, which kind of brings the element of being Batman and using his gadgets Definitely. and all that kind of stuff to to um, the forefront. Um, obviously, with that there, then comes the availability to then upgrade his, like his armor yeah. and things like that. So very much like in the games, wherever you go along, you have to level up the character. In this here, it's just a case of you going along and making sure that you upgrade. You know, because you don't want to get the last boss and find that you're yeah, you definitely. know, like a little weakling that has no armor and yeah. if somebody punches you, you're gonna die. Because like you'll be playing your way at the beginning of the game and you'll be fighting you know these maybe these wee groups of like three or four guys and you're like, oh yeah, I'm awesome, I'm awesome, blah blah blah. But if you get your upgrades and then you say there's two different upgrades for your suit is one is combat and one is firearms if you don't upgrade those two those are really important ones to you in this game if you don't upgrade especially the likes of your combat mm -hmm. you're going to be in for trouble because there's a case of you'll get to a point where you'll maybe be up against a group of say 20 to 30 guys and you'll just get creamed because that armor upgrade is so essential and you know so are your other stuff because like you can upgrade your batarangs you can get sonic batarangs you obviously have the remote controlled batarang you can also get it's like um the uh what is it it's the it's you can shoot out like a line and you can go along and then you can bat turn claw. halfway and you can fire it again you've got the bat claw as well so you have there's absolutely everything in here that you can shake a stick at and they even pull a wee joke that Batman's talking to Alfred back in the Batcave and Alfred says um, why do you need me to keep sending you all these weapons Batman or you know as accessories um, and he says um, because I didn't want to have a bigger belt and you know just wee quips like that because obviously everybody says how does he have all this stuff and he just has this tiny belt around his waist you know cool things like that but like we were saying there, gameplay, when it gets into these big group fights and all that sort of stuff, it's they call it it's their free flow combat. Mm -hmm. It's really, really immersive and cool because not only is it just, it isn't just punch, 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 kick, kick, kick. You know, you've got these combo moves that you can do as well. Yeah, and you've got the counters as well. Mm -hmm. You've got counters, you've got jumps. So, for example, there's enemies that have shields. So, say, for example, you'll have to hit, like, B, which will, like, whip your cape around, so it'll kind of semi-catch them off guard, and then you'll double-tap A, and you'll do a backflip over the top of them, and then you can start wailing on them from the background. Different tactics for different enemies that you require, because you don't have just normal thugs running about the place you have those you've guys with shields you've guys with guns but then you have like these big sort of yeah, crazy tank you, sort of guys you jump on his head and you kind of just run mm -hmm. over people which you know that requires you to maybe do you know th three hits of the B button so three stunning manoeuvres with your cape jump over the back of them and then start punching them from behind and then when you do so much damage you go into different style and various other different things like that but there's so many different things you can do with this combat system because not only have you got your close combat with the guys you could be you know you could be standing up on top of a skyscraper yeah 
and you're like hmm and you're watching and you're like yes I am Batman I am watching I don't know why Batman talked like this um, he's like I'm standing on top of rooftop uh, what I do now um, but you'll be standing there say in the corner of a building you're like yes I'm surveying the area what is going on and you'll maybe hear like some guy in the corner going like help help and blah 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 and he's like in an alleyway getting held up by a thug yeah and you'll be standing there and you'll be looking <coughs> like just like a we glowing bat symbol or will appear above a guy and you'll say hit the X button and you'll dive off the building and you'll glide because that's a big thing that wasn't in Arkham Asylum was gliding wasn't a huge part of it Yeah, you'll glide down from the building and you can pretty much drop kick the guy in the face and start wailing on him you can do your glide bomb thing as yep, well you can do your glide bomb thing so there's so many different things in the gameplay but moving on from that, um, I think what will we go to next? Um, you've got obviously you've got some side missions and all on here. You've got, like we mentioned, you have the main characters there: Freeze, Joker, etc. But I actually only recently discovered uh, Bean. Bean is in it. Oh. So he is, and you have to go around and you have to try and find uh, the Titan containers, which are the stuff that obviously gives him his power and what made him so big and powerful and that sort of stuff. But he plays it as in, oh Batman, you know, help me, they have stolen Titan, you know, I can be the only one that controls Titan and stuff like that. But then, say, you go around and you destroy some containers and you come back and he's like, haha, I fool you, I have the rest, you know, for myself. Again, I'm going with the random voices. <laughs> but then, you know, it twists around and Batman's like, yeah, I knew this, have jokes on you, stuff like that. But it is really, really, really good. Because obviously you have your main story but these side missions really do prolong very the much, story for you it's very much like Grand Theft Auto if you think that you have your main missions at Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto but then you have maybe the ones that you go to the phone box for and mm-hmm. do the yeah. missions there so it's very much in that kind of vein um, with some of them as well it's just a case of you can um, use your detective mode as well you know like if you've got in a position where there's, cool. where there's like um, hostages and you want to try and figure out how to best free them you've got that as well um, I think what we should do is before we give it our review mm-hmm. is obviously talk about obviously Alan said that the the first Batman game the Arkham Asylum one was critically acclaimed mm-hmm. um, obviously with this one here um, very very high scores so Alan if you just want to go through a few of the scores that were actually yeah, given for abso- absolutely um <laughs> This is this is amazing. Like, there's not many games get these sort of scores nowadays, especially because a lot of games they just don't put the effort in um, as much. They tend to divide it up and let you have it all dripped over download content. Whereas this, you've got nice, full, juicy game. Um, here we go. Right, GameRankings.com have it sitting at ninety six point nine percent. Metacritic have it at ninety seven out of a hundred. 1up.com gave it an A Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it 10 out of 10 Eurogamer gave it 9 out of 10 Game Informer gave it 10 out of 10 Game Pro gave it 5 stars GameSpot gave it 9 out of 10 Game Trailers 9.3 out of 10 IGN 9.5 Official Playstation Magazine and Official Xbox Magazine both gave it 10 out of 10 Xplay gave it 5 stars and Joystick gave it 4.5 stars Yeah I think it's fair to say that everybody has liked it Obviously um, that is a big, big part of it. But there was also pr- pretty cool, like pre-order bonuses and stuff that you could get with this as well. Uh, in the UK here specifically, 
Um, you could get there was the Robin edition. I know there was Steelbook editions and stuff as well. But there were some other things, more so I would say in the States. There was like things where if you bought it from Best Buy you got a certain costume for Batman. If you bought it from Toys R Us you got a certain costume for Batman. I think also like if you bought a can of NOS or something you got a download code for another type of Batman. Various things like that. Whereas um, in the Robin edition obviously you get, surprisingly enough, Robin as a download <laughs> character. But there's also the likes of you have Catwoman and different suits for her as well. You have her old cartoon style and one called Long Halloween Catwoman, which I've never seen. It's maybe something I have missed. But there's another cool aspect for Arkham City is, and Chris has it sitting right beside me. If Chris, you would like to explain it to the ladies and gentlemen, what else this is? Yeah. So obviously, um, Ryan Ryan Porter is a big deal and. Um, Pop Culture Network with comics and stuff with Batman. You can get a, the Batman Arkham City comic. Uh, first, I got the first issue of five because we got that in the work and it's done by Paul Dini and Carlos Danda or something. So this is actually the prequel to the highly anticipate, anticipated video game. So this kind of gives you a taster of what it's going to be like before you know you start playing Arkham City. Um, actually has like in it uh, that there's going to be a Gears of War and a Kane Lynch one and as well um, and Starcraft so it seems to promote a lot of uh, games you know to do with um, being comic books and all that kind of stuff um, you can pick it up as like a graphic novel obviously you can get the strategy guys for it as well but I'll, before we round up and we give it our scores mm-hmm. ourselves would it be safe to say that the Batman especially the Arkham series would be the most successful um, comic book hero on a video game platform yeah it's it's completely fair to say like you get a lot of these games that come out be it based off a comic book character or a movie that has had a comic book character in it like Spider-Man or something like that or X-Men or, or X-Men and stuff like that and the game is just wick is rubbish it's absolute trash it's a cash in on a popular brand movie whatever that's what movie tie-in games usually are about they're to capitalise on something that everybody's going to see and thought I'll get the video game but these Batman this Arkham arc as Chris has (laughs) you know that's a by me yep um, have really just they've grasped on to something and have just made it absolutely fantastic. You can see the effort they have put into these. The graphics are outstanding. The only other game I have seen with graphics as good as this, and by that I mean not only the quality, but how seamlessly it flows between cutscene and gameplay is Uncharted 3 well, I was going to say but, uh, for me it reminds me a lot of Gears of War mm-hmm. just the way it flows you know. That I way. absolutely love when a game can pull it off that you go from your cutscene and the camera view just changes and bang you're in your fight you're fighting you're doing something and you're like wait a second I was just you know a couple of seconds ago I was in a cutscene what's going on here it, that is a you know, is such the proof of a good quality game because it's all fair and, you know, love and war and stuff like that, that you can have a game and you can go, 
look at these amazing cutscene graphics, but then you go into the main game and you're like, oh, that looks nothing like that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't say you won't enjoy the game, but you're just like, it just breaks a slight bit of the magic. Whereas this game, all around, be it the effort put into it and the graphics and stuff, and again, the fantastic voice acting, really, you feel as if you are Batman, you are in the Batman universe. Mm-hmm. But it's it's also a case as well of that a game could look very pretty. Like, you could go out with a stunning blonde, but has no personality. Yeah. Whereas you could go out with somebody who, for some people, may not be beautiful, but may have the best personality. Yeah. Very much the same way as a game may not look beautiful, but may have brilliant gameplay. But this has beauty and brains. Yeah, it has both, so it's just a case of... And a bit of brawn. You know, like, just the things you can do in this game is outstanding. Um, And I think not only, obviously, the kind of textural style to it but you can actually just sit there and if you listen to the music and some things like during the fights and all it's just like just sets the tone yeah yeah I mean if this was to be the next Batman movie I think we would all be happy just by the reviews of the game you know if they were to keep to this kind of thing it would be majorly happy Um, and again before we give our reviews I will just make one final point obviously we mentioned the scores from a lot of places there was actually one place, I cannot remember the name of it, but it is supposedly now the first game in history to receive a higher than 100% score. Somebody rated it 6 out of 5. Mm-hmm. Fair play to get yourself headlines, mate, I have to say. Um, but I think it's time to give our scores, yes? Yeah. Yeah. For me, I would give it a 9.7. 9.5. 9. 9.5. 9. Yep. And I would probably think it's fair to say that our points deducted off for one thing would definitely be at least the code No, mine it's, a, it's, it's a let down but there's one other thing I think I know what you're going to say no here. mine is just a case of like Ocarina of Time no game is perfect no yeah well so. no, no game is perfect because you can get frustrated with certain things it's like everything but obviously yes take note of that guys take note that if you go into a shop and they offer you pre-owned I'm not saying don't get it down the line if it's pre-owned, but make sure you're getting a good price for it. If not, buy it brand new so you have your code. So yes, 9.7 for me, 9.5 for Chris. If you love Batman, this is the game for you. And if you want to get a copy of it, why not send Alfred your local butler out to pick you up a copy? Exactly, just call Alfred and say, Alfred! I want the game, you know. Come on, sound more like uh, Mr. Freeze there than Batman. Yeah, the Ice Age. Uh, No, that isn't how he talks in this game. Thank goodness. Sorry, Arnold. But yes, that is Batman. My tongue is wore out with that one. Um, But yes, we're going to move on now and say, let's say our little wish list for the run-in here to Christmas. There is tons of games coming out this, not only November, but the run-in to Christmas. Like, I will give you a quick run-through. I will remember this off my top of my head. Um, 2nd of November, you have in the UK, Uncharted 3. Now, these dates are UK. Um, 2nd of November is Uncharted 3. Uh, 8th of November is Worldwide, Call of Duty. 11th of November is Skyrim. 15th of November is Assassin's Creed Revelations. 
18th of November is a huge day for games. You have, now let's go for it, Need for Speed The Run, Saints Row, Saints Row 3, Super Mario 3D Land, Zelda Skyward Sword, Mario and Sonic at the London Olympics. There is tons out on that day alone. There is, it's like, you're just saying, I don't remember a year where we've had so many games coming out. Last year was okay, but just this year seems to have an absolute wealth of games. I think the 25th of November is next is the, the last big one apart from the 22nd of December, which is Star Wars. Uh, Another one we're forgetting Old is Republic. the Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary is coming out as well in November. Yeah, and then WWE 12 is coming out in November. November, it's like 22nd of November in the UK. There's absolutely tons coming out here so what I'll do here quickly is um, sure we'll start talking let's say ooh, we'll go for I'll start talking about Uncharted 3 here while I'm pulling up um, funnily enough the company we work for's website with their release schedule so we can go through this in a reasonably decent order obviously we've been talking about Batman we mentioned Nolan North is the voice of Nathan Drake um You'll have heard the trailer for it in a previous episode of Operation Retroshock, Game our Game Fest special, uh, where we spoke to Luke, we spoke to Dylan, and you'll have heard the trailer for uh, Uncharted 3, which is apparently on the front page of the game website, um, and you'll have heard from the audio, and hopefully you'll have seen the actual trailer itself. This game is so cinematic, it's fantastic, again, we mentioned it with our Batman review, really good graphics. And um, something I only found today, what Chris said he had found already, was a Japanese advert with Harrison Ford advertising this game, and I found it rather entertaining. I think it would have been funny, though, if they had Angelina Jolie playing it and going like, oh, I prefer Lara Croft better. Yeah, it would have been, it would have, it would have been quite funny, I must say. But yeah, it's this game has been really, really built up, because... It's kind of become PlayStation's poster boy now. Because obviously in years gone by, PlayStation's had Crash Bandicoot. Which was done by Naughty Dog. Mm -hmm, Surprisingly enough. Um, Now, obviously, yeah, Uncharted 3 is Naughty Dog. Is it something to do with these guys can create a certain character that people absolutely latch onto and love? Um... This game, it's obviously, you've got the previous two games, you've got uh, 1 and 2, both very, very good games. Number 1 was kind of a sleeper title, a bit like what Dead Island kind of was this year. Nobody kind of was paying that much attention. They thought, oh, it's just some game trying to be like, you know, Tomb Raider was, but only it's with a guy, or it's trying to be like Indiana Jones <laughs> and stuff like that. Which is probably why, for Uncharted 3, they've kind of took a wee ha-ha joke at everybody yeah. and said, well, look, here's Harrison Ford out playing, you know, Uncharted 3. He was Indiana Jones, you know, with the joke's on you, everybody. Um, but now everybody's saying that it is, it's Indiana Jones for the new generation. It's, you know what people originally loved about Lara Croft it's got a character that you really you know latch on to and it is gameplay that is fantastic and it's only a matter of time before because Indiana Jones probably won't be around too much longer not Harrison Ford but the Indiana Jones franchise it's only a matter of time before this is incorporated into a movie Mm, definitely there is already word of it and I'm sad to say the initial rumours were that Mark Wahlberg was going to play Nathan Drake are you serious 
why he's already played Max Payne and he failed miserably at that. Now, to be quite honest, it's maybe not 100% his fault. It's again, as usual, video games transferred to movies tend to be 9 out of 10 times wick, but for someone who's meant to be like the next generation's Indiana Jones, I'm sorry but Mark Wahlberg just does not stack up luckily enough the guy who was originally meant to be um, driving the driving force behind the Uncharted movie has got called away and done another movie or something and he has completely left the project and he was the pushing force behind having Wahlberg as the character, luckily enough it looks like now Wahlberg will not be a part of it, fingers crossed (laughs) but they were talking about maybe having Robert De Niro in it as Sully or something like that, the older character, which, to be quite honest, if Robert De Niro was in it, I'd be happy enough with yeah, that. Um, he's a fantastic actor. You know, <laughs> I couldn't have took him serious, unfortunately, alongside Mark Wahlberg, but nonetheless. Anyway, moving on. Call of Duty. Um, again, I'm not a big army guy. Um, Chris plays them but again he I wouldn't say you're a diehard army guy game no, sort of I'm person. Not, I'm not <coughs> I'm not one of these guys who has to have my Call of Duty at one minute past twelve and rush home to play it. You've it deposited, it's held for three days, you don't have to come to me let us stay in bed as members of staff, please. Um I don't need to have that and run home and play it. Um in fact I've never had the urge to do that of course um, I was kind of devastated today when it, I was informed that one of my games would be coming out in March which is fine yes. but it's near uh, Mass Effect which uh, kind of will destroy my life mm, that's Chris's uh, March showing up quite well but yes we all know the score having played Call of Duty at um, Game Fest, Chris was reasonably impressed with it it was a case of in the run up to Call of Duty we were like <coughs> you know Again, nearly a wee bit like we mentioned in a previous episode with Turtles. We thought, oh, they're going to milk the cow too much. Um, But it seemed to do okay in what Chris played, and Natalie agreed it seemed a pretty good game. It's going to sell tons. There's a fine line between saying the game's good, and then there's a fine line between that and selling like 40 quid for the game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, moving on from Call of Duty, you have Elder Scrolls Skyrim. This isn't one for me, it's probably not one for Chris, but no. our friend Natalie is very, very much looking forward to this. And it's getting it for her birthday from some guys, I don't know who they are. It'd be fun if we said, Dur, she can't play it until her birthday. Yeah, I think she might kill us. She might actually just go and buy it despite us, and then we'd be like, wait, we have the game. No, don't, no. But um, yes, this has been one that tons of people have been waiting for. Like, um, I think it was maybe less than a month ago, they brought out the fifth anniversary of Oblivion for Xbox, for PC, for PS3. And it's, it's, it's again, it's sold quite well. So it's because you're getting that last minute people are like, oh, I've heard stuff about Oblivion, but I've never really played it. So they're buying it, they're playing it in the chance of having it complete for Skyrim. Little do they know how many hours that game requires to complete quite a lot of your life, if we're honest here. But yes, it is, I think, going to be, I would say, not a big seller, but a cult seller, and will do still very, very well. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, on the 15th of November, so that'll be Assassin's, Assassin's Creed revelations from our good friends at Ubisoft so we will probably have Assassin's Creed revelations for review at some stage before Christmas for you all um, 
I have actually, surprisingly enough, right, everybody, never played a single Assassin's Creed Luke's game. Luke's going to kill you. Luke probably will kill me. Yep. Um, as an assassin, uh, he'll probably <laughs> drop down from the ceiling and, you know, cut me somewhere and make me just let go. He's not so Well, he'll draw Z and, well, he'll draw an L in my chest or something then with his sword. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, um, I will be. Um, playing the older Assassin's Creed games I have been reliably informed that number one is not the best so I may just dive in with number two and play Brotherhood but Assassin's Creed Revelations is as Chris hands me number two yay great success everybody um, I shall play that later in the week um, but yes I'm going to be playing my way through the previous ones and then obviously we'll have Revelations 2 review it's another one that has been Graphically, I've been reasonably impressed with having seen stuff at E3 and such. Um, why do you think it's going to do? Because obviously, it's arrive. Obviously, it's arriving here. A, you know, a week after Call of Duty. The only the only thing is as well, Brotherhood arrived right around Call of Duty last year, and it seemed to still do reasonably well. Um, it's a different kettle of fish, you see. Obviously, with the likes of Battlefield and Call of Duty, Battlefield kind of did. Alright, but then we'll probably have a lot of people training in Battlefield for Call yeah, of Duty. This is the um but I think it'll do well. But um it's just a case of is there too many games coming out in too short a time? Mm-hmm. You know, but um Cooks and Broth and all you know, that sort of stuff. There's the likes of the same show which is coming out which is gonna be you know, it's gonna be out three days later. Yeah. But then is that gonna feel the pinch with the likes of the Nintendo titles? Are Nintendo wise to release three or four ti- big titles in the same day? Yeah, were they not? Were they not wise to? This, put this is this is the big thing. It's like that 18th of November date is going to be critical for this year's gaming companies. Like Nintendo, it was announced there between July and September of this year have made an 150 million dollars loss. Now you may say to yourself, "Well, that doesn't sound an awful lot for a company like Nintendo or whatever." God, but I, I know 150 million. I know. Yeah, me. I know. Wouldn't you? Um, but for a company that had predicted something like I think it was $25 billion worth of profit for this year way back in April of last year um, to then slash their profit prediction to $1 billion and then again come out and say we actually think we're going to make our first financial loss for 30 years is pretty scary so why have they went with this strategy and releasing Super Mario 3D Land, Zelda uh, Skyward Sword and um, then so many other Nintendo titles around that time period because you're going to have Professor Layton is out on the 25th of November and then you've got the week after that then you've got Mario Kart exactly, 7, and then there's Super Pokemon Rumble at yes, the same as time well. so you're getting a good half a dozen or more key Nintendo titles and again we forgot as well Mario and Sonic at the London Olympics is out on the 18th as well yeah so you're getting a good half a dozen, seven, eight Nintendo titles out within a space of two weeks of one another. Is that why Kid Icarus, do you think, was meant to be out before Christmas and they delayed, delayed it? it back, I yeah. reckon they'll delay that until after based on what we Based on what we saw at Game Fest, Kid Icarus looked pretty much raring to go to me. I think they'll delay that, like the way Ubisoft delay games year in, year out, yep. uh, until their next financial year. This is true. That'll not come out until March or April time, whenever the financial year this is going to be the big proving moment in this financial year for Nintendo is these games 
because well, we keep harping on about the games, sorry, but, but don't remember, don't forget about the, the consoles. consoles yeah. yeah, this is the problem as well, right? Not only are you having Zelda, not only are you having the Mario and the Mario Kart and Professor Layton again in the middle of November. Not we don't see one, we don't see two, we don't. We actually see three. We see two in November, one in December. Yeah, we see three Nintendo items coming out. You see a white 3DS, you see a pink 3DS, and you see a brand new version of the Wii um, in blue. Which has no backwards compatibility of the GameCube. With the GameCube. And again, you have to question yourself, where's the financial strategy here, Nintendo? You've taken away a reasonably key selling point for the Wii. Now, to most people by now, kids, they'd be like, what's the GameCube? You know, Nintendo's market for Wii and family and all that sort of stuff. But to be charging the same price for this Wii as a brand new Wii is now that you can still have Nintendo GameCube back compatibility is a tad you know confusing to ga- me and the games with it are different I don't yeah. think it's Wii Sports I think it's like Wii mm-hmm. Play no, motion yeah exactly now again we're sounding extremely negative for Nintendo we're not being negative as such we're more worried for Nintendo is because it, we love Nintendo is it too much goodness in too sh- short a space yeah is, are they spoiling us because you know we say oh I would love this I would love this but then they're just going Bleh. here it is they're just all you know it's like they've sneezed and just went and it's all landed in the one place and you're like oh right it's right we've just released two Mario games within the space of a fortnight we've released a Zelda game then too uh, there's Sonic there's more Mario there's ugh. oh don't forget as well whenever you said Sonic Sonic Generations is coming out as well Sonic Generations as well you know it's, it is going to be a Wii title as well as obviously Xbox and PS3 which gives it a bit more of a variety but again it's going to be another Nintendo title um, it's not a specific Nintendo title but again it will be coming out on the Wii is Zumba Fitness 2 mm-hmm it's going to be out in the run for Christmas. You still have Just Dance 3. You have all these titles that it's just going to be like... Will people get confused about it? Will one title specifically do badly as a result of people focusing? Like My main worry would be a case of... Yes, Zelda would more maybe be designed for the diehard fans... And Mario would be more for general fans. Could Zelda miss out on major sales? You'll get your beginning sales, but could the two Mario games Mario Kart and Super Mario 3D Land scupper Zelda having a really blockbuster sales from there are just many questions that we're going to have to wait and find out what actually happens you know it's going to be interesting but I just hope Nintendo can pull it off because to be quite honest their fortunes recently are going from bad to worse in terms of everything effectively um you do have the likes of, you know, obviously with the likes of Nintendo, you do have the likes of they're bringing out so many good games, but then you have the likes of the games that are coming out that will probably not garner much reaction, will be the likes of the GoldenEye game. Yeah. You know, will Halo do the business that it should do with it being mm-hmm. another HD remake? You know, Yeah, we we're getting a lot of these HD remakes. It seems like, I'm not saying lazy, but it seems like they're doing it to try and capitalise on the older fans and series and say you know tempt them and just yeah. instead of you know it maybe being like £20 like it should be now like to be fair like so the God of War trilogies and all that have came out in PS3 have been you know like £25 or something like that which isn't too bad but I could see that Halo Combat Evolved being the full retail price yeah. of £40 I would not put it past them um, you also do have the likes of some games that are coming out 
you know, which will be for diehard fans, you know, obviously the wrestling, mm-hmm. the WWE 12. And like Harry Potter's coming out as well in mid-November, and WWE, like you say, is end of November. It's so there's a wealth of games <laughs> there that are coming out, but it's a case of, you know, like we just wanted to go through some of the games that are actually coming out for Christmas, for you to kind of ga- garner, you know, like how much... Will have. Yeah, <laughs> how much the games industry is such a big part of, you know, like of the entertainment industry now, mm-hmm. you know, the likes of, say, Call of Duty actually, I think, took more money than the likes of, say, Avatar, not Avatar, it was some film that it took yeah, more. Yeah, blockbuster movie of yeah, some kind, yeah, yeah definitely. So, you know, the likes of Halo, you know, beat uh, some film, you know, with how much money it took. And supposedly with this remake, it's again rejuvenated Steven Spielberg's desire to make a Halo movie. It's one of those things, like, you could have understood a Halo movie a couple of years ago when it was still really, really massive, but yeah. um, again, it just seems that things keep getting reinvigorated and they're saying that the gaming industry is having a really, really bad year. Yes, there's losses getting made, but everything's making losses, but when it comes to development and development of reasonably you know, good quality games, you know, it's one of the better times if we're all totally honest mm-hmm. here. So for all you listeners who are obviously listening right now, make sure you head over to popculturenetwork.com and go to the forums and why not let us know your top three games on your um, your Santa list, so to speak, you know, what three games can you not wait for? Are you going to be a Call of Duty fan, are you going to be a Legend Zelda Skyward Sword fan or is there nothing really coming out this year that you want to wait for that you're more looking forward to like some Mass Effect or Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City, is it Soul Calibur is it uh, Star Wars Connect, you know, or Ghost Recon Recon when it ever eventually arrives in this yeah. planet, you know there's so much oh, there's one there. yeah, yeah go up up, go up, go up, go up, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom, yeah. yes, that's coming out again. I think that's 25th of November. Um, it's And you've Need for Speed the Run as well. You are, you are getting now Need for Speed the Run's becoming a bit like FIFA. You are getting Need for Speed effectively at least once a year. This will actually be two in the same year because you had, what was it you had earlier? Shift, shift, shift 2. Shift 2, yes, Shift yeah. 2 you had. Um, but yeah, there's tons coming. There's, if there's honestly one game. You know, if there's not one game that you fancy out of that lot, I would be shocked, especially with the good Nintendo titles and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure there's something you want, but there's still there's plenty coming next year as well if you don't fancy anything because you have, like Chris said, Mass Effect. You have Resident Evil. You have Prototype Two coming, which we have will have info on more stuff to do with Prototype Two in the near future, and um, maybe competition. You never know. But the gaming industry is doing reasonably well on stuff coming out. Maybe not financially, but there is tons that we are looking forward to, and we hope, for all hope, that things go really well this Christmas, because we want to see more quality titles coming out very, very soon, because if they don't sell them, we're stuffed. Uh, but yes, we will stop rabbiting on, that is the sort of titles, the big titles coming out for Christmas, and the main ones that we're excited about, and our hopes for the next couple of months in the gaming industry. So yes... We shall bid you adieu. I have been Alan Price. I've been Chris Vint, and I I want to go and play Mario Kart 7. Yes, I want to play Mario Kart 7 also. Multiplayer goodness, everybody. Speak to you later. Bye-bye. How does it feel, Wayne, to stand on the very stones that ran with your parents' blood? 
Do you feel sad? Bruce. Full of rage. Or does that outfit help bury your feelings? Hiding your true self. You become what you've always fought against. And I will stop you. I have powerful friends, Batman. This is just the beginning. Why do you work alone, Batman? I believe you enjoy the loneliness. I assume that you thought yourself untouchable. Looks like Batman himself is exiting the building. Well, as you can see, no one is untouchable. We are the future of Arkham! We are the future of Gotham! If you solve the room ahead, you save them. If you don't, then they die. You are all experiencing fear in anticipation of some specific pain or danger. This is perfectly understandable. Are you ready for some more? Give us more! Buy my challenges! And when you fail to solve them and lie blubbering like an ignorant child on the floor, you will know that the Riddler is better than you. You must show you are willing to take a life to save the world. You cannot stop me. Soon I will command forces beyond your comprehension. Are you gonna be a good boy and give up nicely? Bravo!